All right, I got a few questions. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, All right. Should uh, I step boy, out of the I'm room? Excited. You guys are like the yin and the yang of sports talk. <laughs> you know I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball season. Everything Why? is amazing. I'm on the owner's radar. It's never good. Not fun. I'm a little surprised you agreed to do this knowing that Paulie's part of the show. He's bound to do something every show that just makes no sense at all. <laughs> Buddy, open look at a three. Got it. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Polly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Polly Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte. We welcome you into a Monday edition of Orange Nation. A lot of Q's basketball talk today. Uh. We've got Luke Hancock coming up at 1230 from the ACC Network. We've got Mike Monaco coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. He was on the call with Steve Evans on Saturday. We've got Allison Posey, good friend of the program, sports director WTXL down in Tallahassee, Florida. She'll join us at 1.30 as we preview Syracuse, Florida State. And then David Shoemate, voice of the Duke Blue Devils at 2.30. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls at 315-437-7644. Get to talk to Dave about the uh, Coach K last game. That was interesting. Can we just ignore the whole Syracuse thing? That'd be nice, but no, we can't. No, we can't. Um, it's our ACC preview show, Steve. That's what this is. Because you're off tomorrow. You're heading down to show. Brooklyn tomorrow. Yeah. I told uh, Jordan, hey, let's do an ACC preview show, and he said no. And I thought he was serious, so I said, okay. Then you said and I'm then the I boss. Came, no, and then I came okay. in. And he's got an ACC preview show set up for us. So good work by Jordan. Good work by Jordan. See, we, we think that he's just watching games over the weekend. and But no, he's, uh, he's working over the weekends. Booking guests. You and I were both heavily involved in the golf tournament yesterday. Yes. Well, we'll, get, we'll have a whole segment on okay. that. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that as the show moves along. We, we got to start, though, with... Uh, you know, as Jordan put on the rundown, Miami meltdown part two. Uh, it did feel like an instant replay um, to that first game two months ago when Syracuse went down to Miami, this had an eighteen point. This was this was worse. Yeah, this was worse. And you know, Eric Devendorf said this on the post game show Saturday. I agree with him. It, they've suffered some really tough losses this year. You know, six now by five points or less, two in overtime. This one. Stings the most. I mean, this one is the toughest to swallow. Whatever cliche you want to use, this one was the worst of the bunch. And I don't think that's recency bias. I think that's just you're up ten with a little over two minutes to go. Win the game. Get the, the game. ball and bounce. Yeah. Like how hard is that? We've been saying that all year. I know. I know. In and those close losses, we're all lost on mental errors. Really. Yeah, and you know some of it is, and Miami's been doing this all year. And I, I know that like some of our listeners are going to roll their eyes right now. You know, some of it is you got to give credit to Miami because they they play like that, you know. But a lot of it, yeah, I know you're you're shaking your head. It had nothing to do with Miami. No, no, all well, they did was pressed. Can't say it had nothing to do with them. It didn't. Syracuse just did ho- those turnovers were horrible, Steve. They were, they were. Beat, but again, my- beat the press. Credit Miami for for forcing them into some turnovers, but 
with that being said, you, you can't let that happen. You can't you can't lose a ten point lead with over two minutes to go. And you know Joe had a really bad turnover. Cole had a really bad turnover. They once again had trouble getting the ball in bounds. Again, that's where I go back to credit Miami. You know Miami made sure the guys that they didn't want to touch the ball didn't touch the ball. They let Frank. They they encouraged Frank to go get the the basketball um, on a couple of occasions. He was the emergency outlet in those situations. And again, credit to Miami that they they made Syracuse pass the ball to the guy that Miami wanted. The you know the ball in the hands of, um, but they they got to be able to get open and they just they they can't get open, and then once they get open you know they got to take better care of the basketball, um, can't let that happen. Another you can't question. let that game slip away. S- Miami misses a crucial free throw and Frank's not in the game. Right, John Bowl was in the game and he Bravo wasn't in the game either. Why, why was John? I I don't I'd like to ask Coach this, but like why why was John Bowl in at that situation and not? One of the centers. I don't know the answer to that. He did not address that after the game. Um, it was very. It was wasn't it eerie, eerily similar to the end of regulation of the Indiana game when Benny got pushed underneath the basket. Yes. It was. It was like the same exact thing. Um, I, I, you know, he wasn't pleased with Frank. Obviously, you know, he took Frank out, and um, I don't know why Barama wasn't in. I don't know why he went to John Bowl there. I don't know the answer to that, and and we didn't get an answer to that question uh, after the game. But that was a big play, um, and that, it, that that's execution as well. Just as much as the turnovers are execution, that's execution as well. That's that's executing a box out and getting a rebound. And it wasn't like it was a crazy bounce off the rim. Like that's no. box your guy out and get the rebound. That was the craziest loss that I can remember. I I I'm trying to think back to bad Syracuse losses. There was a pit game in the dome with the Paul Harris years where he kept turning it over at the end of the game. But this one just stung. Like, what? What more could Buddy have done? Yeah. But like, I don't know. Buddy was really good. Um, it, it's a shame too because you know we talked about what was on the line, and even though the game didn't impact postseason at all, like win or lose, that game did not matter. They they got to run the table next week anyway, or you know this week, obviously, but at the time next week. If they want to make the NCAA tournament, we know what they got to do. This game didn't affect that at all. They were already locked into the 8-9 game. Didn't affect seeding. Didn't affect resume. But it did affect whether or not they had a winning regular season. It most likely impacts whether or not they have a winning season, period, because now they're going to have to beat Duke to avoid that. Um, even if they get by Florida State. Senior day, you want to send the seniors out and style. Like, so much, there, there was a lot to play for Saturday, and it was right there. They were the better team. Buddy said this afterwards. You know, Buddy said that they they outplayed Miami for 38 minutes. I mean, they were, they were, Syracuse was the better team. Flat out the better team until the end, until two minutes and 10 seconds or whatever it was when it started falling apart. I, I don't get how this team was, I, I don't get how they fell apart like that. Still, and then you know you brought up the point. We'll you know we'll circle back to Carolina Duke later. But you texted me over the weekend during that Duke Carolina game. You're like, how was Syracuse? You know, right there with Carolina. Like it's it is a season that you look back and you're like, man, like coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, they took that team into overtime on the road, and then Carolina goes out and they you know they they handle Duke in Cameron with all the pomp and circumstance of that game. Um it's just it's it's unbelievable. You know, we talk about six losses by five points or less. The Carolina one doesn't even fall into that category. That's another one on top of it. I mean, they've had seven just brutal losses this year. 
Yeah. And a lot of it's their own doing. Yeah, like, I don't get why Miami wouldn't have just pre- Like, if any team decided to press the whole game against this team... You can expect a lot of that on, on Wednesday. And, in fact, I, I was talking with Alan Griffin before the show today. We've got our, our ACC tournament special tonight on the TV side of things on News Channel 9. I caught up with Griff, and I asked him about the Florida State game, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, you know, based, he said they, they like to pressure you anyway based on how we fell apart at the end of the, the game against Miami. You know, he said, I expect a lot of pressure. The other thing is Joe made the only made two turnovers. We discussed. Yeah. Like, if you looked prior to the game and said, hey, Joe's going to get 17 with two turnovers, you'd yeah, take that in a heartbeat. You would take it. He just does it at the worst times. Threw the ball off a of buddy's foot at North Carolina. Yep. Dribble into nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I say, I say that to you off air, that even if he doesn't dribble it off his leg, he's he's going into a trap area. Like, they're right, ushering he's, him. He's got the sideline. He's about to cross half court. He he was he was going to be in no man's land, which is, you know, they, they tell you not to do that. Cole was in kind of no man's land, trying to dribble his way out of a trap around half court. They had a timeout in the pocket, too. Right. Uh, there's so many questions. Just like I've, I haven't seen a team melt down like that, and I felt bad for Buddy. Of course, yeah, like, horrible for him. Yeah, he deserved better on Senior Day and going for thirty. He did everything he could. Hey, he did everything he could. It's a shame. It, it, it you, you do you feel bad you feel bad for him. That this, that's how he that's how he went out. This is where I get. Angry at people. Uh, Showbro Michael in the chat, Joe is not a Division One point guard. You don't score 17 points in an ACC game and be called not a Division One basketball player. Right? He just can't handle the pressure. You know? he Maybe next year he's off the ball. And that's come up quite a bit. And when that came up on Jim Beheim's show on Thursday, right? About whether or not uh, we'll see Joe off the ball next year. And it sounds like there's a, a greater chance that's going to happen next year. It's just such a silly argument to say that he's not a like. I don't want to defend how he played down the stretch, but to say he's not a Division One basketball player is just stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's he's taking a lot of heat. He just and he, I don't get like everybody says it's athleticism. It's I, it's not the athleticism thing to me either. I just think with the team or with him with him. I just think it's mental, right? Because he plays great, and then all of a sudden, it's just—it does what, feel his like his mistakes are brutal. He does make mistakes at at, at bad times, and there. But you even, even then, it's just even when he takes bad shots or when it's not at the end of the game, his mistakes are completely. Like, even a non-basketball player is, what are you doing? It does feel like this team collectively... Because, right? Yeah, if, go ahead. If you, said, if you said, even if you're saying he's not a Division One point guard, you take 17 points and two turnovers out of any Division One point guard. You would take that in a second. Yes. It's just, he makes crazy mistakes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you said it. You know, you go back to the Carolina game, throwing it at Buddy's feet. This one where he's trying to draw a foul instead of just taking care of the basketball and dribbles it off his leg. Um, 
you know, he's he has a propensity for you know bad shots at times. Although I I think for the most part he's got he's gotten better in that area this year, but he still has shots where you scratch your head and you're like, what you know, maybe not the best thing there. Um, I was going to say that I think collectively too, it's yes, Joe is at the top of the list. I think and and it, obviously because he's got the ball in his hands, but I, I think this team collectively in close games just it feels like they just don't have a ton of confidence. Yeah, Cole melted down. Like I feel like Joe gets the brunt of it. Cole had just as bad of a turnover as Joe did, and Cole struggled in the game. I mean, would he, he finish vanished. with six six points? Yeah. What you know? He's such a big part of the team too, you know. And we saw that during the winning streak when they were playing really well. He was playing really well. It wasn't a coincidence, you know. When he disappears, they they struggle. You know, Buddy almost did enough for everybody. You know, they were up eighteen. I know. Twice. For the second time yeah, against like, this team. Like, to say that there's, like, this argument, like, I feel bad for Joe. I do. And everybody's saying it's his fault. He he was the point guard when they were up 18 also. The team melted down. Yes. That, that was a collective meltdown. That wasn't just him. That was definitely a collective meltdown. You got to win. You're up 10 with just over two minutes to go. You win that. You got to win that you gotta. game. You got to. You gotta win Joe's got to be better with the ball down the stretch. Cole's got to be better with the ball down the stretch. Cole can't van it. Like you need Cole to play. And before the Cole turnover, again, you know, we talk about Frank a collective can't turnover. Well, before the Cole turnover, Buddy had the ball in his hands. Buddy passed it to Cole. Right. Like you, you know the situation. You're you're you're, you're the, the leading. You're the scorer. best player. You're all ACC. You know, again, it, and. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I think if you know Buddy could do it over again, knowing how it turned out, Buddy would have kept the ball in his hands and tried to get fouled. But keep the ball in your hands there. Get the ball across half court yourself. Try to get fouled. And in the chats saying Joe was part of the problem. Joe definitely was part of the problem. Yeah, he's not the only problem though. Right. Yeah, that was a collective meltdown. Yeah, I mean, you'd have two two wins against Miami if you could hold on to an eighteen point lead. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But again, as I said, Miami's done that to a lot of teams this year. That they they have again. If you go back, they've fallen behind. They have a way of coming back. They lead the conference in steals. But you you and you know what's coming. You know you know what's coming. You you got to handle. You had to learn from that first experience, right? You know they they right. lived through it once. They've and lived it through it more away. than once. No, it I'm saying against that wait. team yeah, though. No. Right, I'm saying that particular team though. You lived through it once. You got to be better the second time around, and and they weren't. And yes, they've they've seen a few of these where they they lead. By double digits, the lead slips away. People forget they were up double digits on Colgate. I was going to say still... Georgetown too. They were, they were up on Georgetown, and Georgetown came back. I mean, they, it was it's been a reoccurring theme for this team this year. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Tim and Eastwood going to kick us off on the show today. Hey guys, um, I think I I talked to you right after the game. I might have been the first caller the other day, um, and. Has there been any word officially that uh, Sidibe felt knee pain I have at the heard. end of that game? No, no, because, nothing officially, and and Tim, I, you know, we I was hoping that Beheim would address it as well afterwards. He he did not he did not say why John Ball was in the game over Frank and Barama on that on that free throw. Um, but I I have not heard that that Barama was hurt. I, and I'm not even talking. The, lat, the the missed free throw non-box out. I'm talking about when Frank picked up his fourth foul with seven minutes to go, and he and he and he kept him in there. 
So he wasn't as aggressive defensively, and the whole lane just opened up for Miami. If you watch their the last five minutes, there was no defense in the middle of the lane, and it had to be because Frank was so tentative with the four fouls. And I'd also like to know, um, I think it's a different outcome Saturday if Samir is able to play. Because Joe Joe was just exhausted at the end of that game. He had no energy. He's had two or three guys from Miami hounding him all game, including that Charlie Moore, who, you know, if you know what I said after the game, you know, he got away with a bunch of bumps and reaches. And there was maybe should have been a reach-in foul when he stole it from Swider. I mean, we did we did more. Uh, we did less and got called for fouls in that game than Charlie Moore did a whole bunch of times on Saturday. But I think with Samir and, S- and Sidibe available, I'm, I'm hoping that's a different outcome, and that leads to maybe a better game this Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'm not buying that Joe was tired. We've seen it too many times out of him. He he can't handle pressure. Right? I, I am buying that you know, Samir makes a difference, though. Yeah, he could. But I'm not buying that Joe was tired. He... Come on, he was a—he's played football. He, you know, he was an all-all-state football and basketball player. He was not tired. He just can't handle pressure. I'm not going to say he's bad either, or, you know, but he's not good in end-of-game situations or pressure situations. Although I say that, and he went down and hit a shot at North Carolina, send it over to, you know. I mean, he thrived on pressure situations in high school, and I know again people roll their eyes when you say that, but. How many times did he win? I mean, he won a state championship on the last second shot. He's a junior. Uh, He's got to be able to handle no, I know. pressure. Right? I know. Yeah, no, you no, know. no. But you're you're saying you're saying the pressure of the game or or handling pressure defense because I think they're two different things. Yeah, he does not handle pressure defense well. I'm not sure it's a pressure of the game type yeah. thing, right? Because I yeah. mean, he's he's been handling pressure of the game since he was in eighth grade. I don't think it's game pressure. I think it's opponent pressure. He doesn't right. handle well. Yes. When guys body this up. This whole on team get, doesn't. Right. Right. You know, and we're, I'm getting called a homer for. I'm not a homer. This team's not good. Uh, that's the bottom line. It's just this team isn't that good. I don't know how else to say it. You know, <laughs> you are what your record says you are. That's not being a homer by saying it, it's that good. I just don't like blaming players for it. Well, yeah, I mean that that aggravates me as well when people yell and scream about how many minutes Joe gets like it's his fault. It's not it's not his fault. Like it's he's, a poorly built he's, team. He's you know, he goes out there that's one thing I think we all have to agree on with this team is that I mean they they could have given up on this season. They could have packed it in. And we've seen plenty of teams do that. They have not packed it in. Um Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow go out and beat Florida State again. Yeah. I would not be shocked by that. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost either. Right. But they're just not a good ACC they, basketball. They have team. very little margin for error. We've been saying that all year long. And when your backup point guards hurt, your backup centers potentially hurt. Your starting, starting centers, centers hurt. hurt. You know, and that's backup not making forward. that's not making excuses. The team's not good. And then when you've got yeah, you throw the injuries on yeah. top of it. I mean, things have snowballed this year. I mean, there's no doubt. Um. But man, that was that was right there for the taking. And and again, they they should be sixteen and fifteen right now. And you know, going down to Florida State or going down to the to to Brooklyn to take on Florida State with a little bit of momentum. Instead, 
you know, they're staring at a losing season. First one since and Joe's, 69. Joe's a junior. He should have been yeah. able to figure out how to break Cole's played a lot now. of basketball. He should have been better. Buddy's played a lot of basketball. You know, it's it's unfortunate. Jimmy's obviously played a lot of basketball. I mean, the one guy on the floor that you can excuse a little bit is Frank. And again, Frank's just doing his job as the as the safety valve. Um, but he picked up 4,000. To Tim's point, he was tentative. But again, he, he's trying to stay in the game. All right, let's take a timeout. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. Stephen Pauly back with you here on our ACC Tournament Preview Show. Pauly's hitting the road tomorrow, heading down to Brooklyn for the tournament. I'm actually packing up for... You're leaving uh, today. I just no, know you're tomorrow. Not, okay, I'm leaving say, tomorrow, but I'm actually packing for the whole time. Okay. That's a, that's what you got to do. It's a lot of underwear. That's what you got to do. I learned my lesson in 2006. I did, yes, not so pack, did I. I did not pack for the whole time. I actually pack one extra pair of underwear just in case. I don't know why, but just in case. Always one extra t-shirt, one extra shirt. Smart. You got to do that. Yeah. You never know. Might be a snowstorm. Yeah, might, you never spill know. a little drop of meatball on my lap or something. Right. One extra everything. So I'm not shopping. New York, shopping for clothes in New York is quite expensive, I learned in yeah. 2006. You did, You learned the same yes. lesson at the same time. Yes. So did I. I, I, packed for, I packed for two games. I packed for Cincinnati and UConn. I, there was no way they were beating UConn. I was wrong. So, Never again. Never again. I'm with you on that. I have a feeling I'll come back with a lot of clean clothes that smell like hotel rooms. <laughs> but It won't be clean once you take them on the road. <laughs> Um, all right, so we, we touched on it during the break. Um, By the way, uh, Govendo saying they do have laundry in hotels. Hotel laundry in New York City? Yeah, I, I, I need to, uh, I wouldn't be able to afford gas to get back home if I had to do laundry in the New York City hotel. Yeah. And I'm not going to a laundromat in New York City. Yeah, I may have recycled my ties in 2006, but I, I had to buy a couple of shirts. So I'm with you. Never again. Uh, so again, all the all ACC teams were announced today. Uh, first team in this order was Baycott, Williams from Wake Forest, uh, Bancaro, McGusty, and Buddy. Uh, second team was Aluma, Sebron, uh, Wendell Moore from Duke, Blake Wesley from Notre Dame, and Jake Laravia from Wake Forest. I mentioned to you, so I had a vote this year. I mentioned I I I had the top six in that order. Would you have put Buddy on your first team? Yes. I, I put him in the fifth spot. Yes, I would have. You would have. Because okay. I'm a homer, and I'm scared of the Bayheims, according to everybody that calls <laughs> no, come in on. the chat. See, I'm asking. No, I'm yes, seriously yes, asking I you. would. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you see the performance he put on the other night? I did. It was pretty good. I did. I had a Luma sixth. I had a Luma as the first guy in the second Imagine team. Imagine if anybody else on this team could score on a regular basis. Yeah. I thought we were getting that out of Cole. I thought we had. I thought we had turned. And the they did at times. Cole. And they they tended to they they were they were winning those games yes. when they when they did get something out of Cole. It was nope. just a it, you know it was an inconsistent year. I, I feel like you're done with this basketball team. Like you don't want to talk about Syracuse basketball anymore. Why? Not, who said I just that? feel like you're checked out. Like you just I can't do it anymore. No, you, you got that feeling. I'm I'm here for the I'm here for the week, but isn't I, I don't know. 
Aren't you? Like has this? I'm burned out. Yeah, I think I think we all are. I'm burned out, and I've said it a billion times. It's like I don't think it's shocking to anybody that that loss the other night. It's go time. The time is a strict progression of cause to effect. This is Orange Nation Overtime. Orange Nation Overtime, Polly Stabilia, Alex Sims with you. And uh, we go to our guest line right now. We're joined by uh, Coach Adrian Autry. He joins us every Monday. It's brought to you by Apex uh, in the mall, uh, Apex Entertainment, and 110 Grill. Also in the mall, Coach Autry. Uh, I guess the question everybody has after... uh, what happened on Saturday is exactly that. What what happened down the stretch that that caused the the loss of that game? Well, obviously we had some uh, critical turnovers down the stretch that I thought swung the momentum. Some missed box outs, uh, you know, just a lot of st- all all things that were kind of self inflicted. Um, and I just think you know, obviously we didn't couldn't handle their pressure towards the end and obviously they scored some quick easy baskets towards the end and thought that was a difference in the game and we and we didn't score you know we I think we got two got a foul and maybe one shot up attempt in the last maybe two in the last minute or so so but that was a difference in the game the turnovers and they and they capitalized and they scored on those turnovers as a person watching that doesn't play and as the fans are watching and you're heading into the ACC tournament is what happened in that game with the pressure correctable going into the Florida State game? Yeah, I mean we've 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 uh, experienced this. It's been you know thirty one games, so we've had games, a couple of games like this, and we just uh, you know come out on the wrong, on the wrong side of it. So obviously you can you know we we've talked about it and you work on it, but um, you know you, you, it's definitely things that that you can fix. You, you know, you. What do you say to the team, and, and how? What's the team's morale after a loss like that? Obviously disappointed. You know, uh, when you you know finish up the season the way we did, uh, and then you know you finish up that last home game. So disappointment. But um, you know you got to turn the page and you know look forward to a you know quote new season, and that's how you got to approach it. And uh, you know so you know you still got another game to play, so you got to get prepared for that and move forward. And, uh, and, get, and get excited and get prepared to play. All right, before we get into the Florida State game, Buddy Beheim makes, you know, first-team All-ACC and is the leading scorer in the ACC. Just talk about Buddy's progression from where he started to where he is now. Man, you talk about, you know, someone that, uh, you know, that, come, that came into our program uh, and just worked from day one, you know, and, uh, and uh, every time he got the opportunity, he was prepared. You know, one of the hardest working guys that I've seen, um, and it's just—it was just—it's just, it's just uh, amazing of, of the player that he's turned into, but also just the work that he's put into it. So it's always good to see hard work um, uh, pay off, um, and uh, and that's what he is. Um, and uh, it's just you know his accomplishments are all earned, um, and no one gave him anything, and it's just—it's just a testament to his his character, his approach. Um, and obviously he has some skill, so uh, it was it's just 
it's just it's just exciting to be a part of and watch. Before you guys head down to the ACC tournament, your depth has actually been an issue of late, and uh, people want to know: Is Samir been cleared to play, and is uh, Barama okay? Well, Barama's fine. You know, Samir's been doing some stuff on the court. Um, again, um, I don't know where Samir is. Um, that would be a question that uh, probably we can answer in the next day or so. But um, I know Barama's fine. Barama's moving around, playing, practicing. So, you know, um, it, it sounds hopefully everything will go the way we wanted to go, and we'll have Samir back for that game uh, coming up to the upcoming game. You know, as you head into the ACC tournament, you say that it's, you know, it's a fresh start. You're, you know, you, no wins, no losses, one and done. You know, does this team believe, like, does it still have the confidence in itself going into this tournament? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you, 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 you start to go game by game and you look at, you know, the games that we lost. And we lost a ton of games, um, close ones that typically we come out on the other end of those. And if we win half of those, you know, you got a different story. So it's not like, you know, you take away Duke and a couple of other games, you know, maybe one other game. You know, we've been in every game that we've played. So I think you take – you know that you're right there. You just got to clean up some things. All right, let's uh, get one quick scouting report on Florida State. You guys split with them in the regular season. You know, Florida State, you know, they always play about 10 to 12 guys, shuffling guys in and out, long, athletic. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they are um, getting healthy. I think they have everyone back. I might be missing one person. I know they have some, some injuries, and I think everyone's coming back, and they've been playing good basketball at the end. Always a tough challenge, but a long athletic team that plays – as a deep bench. Um, so, you know, it'll be a challenge for us. All right, Coach. Thanks for your time. Safe travels down to New York if you guys aren't down there yet. Thank you. It's Coach Adrian Autry. He joins us every Monday, brought to you by Apex Entertainment and the 110 Grill. So, there you go. He, he says it's correctable with with the, with the the with the pressure problems, Alex, you know. and But you would think that it would have been corrected by now. You know, that's been the issue all season. Yeah, right? you, you so, have to hope that it clicks, though, it, you know. Right, and and I think it's almost too late at this point. I mean, it is. They're, um, they they got to run the tables at the tournament in order to even have a shot at any postseason. So. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. I don't know what Jordan's got on the, uh, on the rundown for us next. Oh, uh, we will do some uh, guess that team he's gonna uh, give us some oh that'll be fun he's gonna give us some acc stats and we'll do guess the team for the acc take a quick time out we'll come back we'll we'll have jordan in studio with us lucky for everybody on espn <laughs> radio syracuse utica roman q sports talk.com